Hey, it's Todd coming to you from the Sports and Spirituality Library in my apartment in Verona, Wisconsin. Slash museum, too. Um, what we're looking at is a... Uh, I'm going to be taking a look here at the Minnesota Twins, and I'm going to start off the starting rotation. And, and they made a big trade. It was pretty much just before going into spring training. They traded for uh, Pablo Lopez and gave up... Uh, AL batting champ Luisa Rice. And so far, Lopez is off to a phenomenal start. Nasty stuff. He's just learning how to pitch. You know, he was with he was with Miami and it's not exactly not exactly was not exactly a good situation for him. Not <laughs> exactly not I'm sorry. It wasn't a real good situation for him because of the uh of the losing mentality. So I'm just looking at the first three starts, which is a small sample size, I understand that. But those three starts, he's had 20 innings pitched. He's had, uh, which is over six innings up start, 26 strikeouts and a .65 whip. Ah, uh, excellent. And this is what I want to just take a look at too, is is be a little bit less dependent on this. I know he pitched today. The, today is the 11th. For example, he pitched against the White Sox. He gave up uh, with seven and two thirds, three hits, two earned runs, one walk, ten strikeouts, and he has the ability to become a big time pitcher. And uh, he also pitched against his old. I didn't really realize this, but he pitched against Miami. Seven innings, three hits, one run, one earned run, and eight strikeouts against his old team. Now, a true question for me is when I look into, uh, you know, his past, his career is, his past has given him, he struggled only, he's really struggled only in one year, and that was in, uh, 2019, and he had 21 starts, 111 and a third, 111 hits, 15 home runs, and uh, so if he's, he pitched 111 innings, and he gave up 27 walks, and 95 strikeouts, that's, uh, that's pretty good, but he's He's obviously learning how to strike out more batters. So he is air out to uh, ground out to air out that year. Then I'm focusing in on his uh, 2019 was he had a 1.24 whip and a 1.34 ground out to air out. This is obviously something that his stats should have been a lot better because something was going on. So anyways, well, how many home runs did he give up? Fifteen. 15 home runs and 111 innings, just a little bit high. That might explain some of the, uh, that might explain some of that ERA being up there. Um, but yeah, this year he's off to a great start. He seems to be coming into his own as a uh, veteran pitcher. Um, from there on out, from his uh, high ERA, 5.09, he's been in the, uh, he's been in the, his highest ERA so far in 2022 of last year was 
3.75 ERA, and that's the highest ERA he's had since the 5.09 ERA. And, uh, yeah, he only, he doesn't give up many home runs. So, it seems to me that, you know, he's 32 games started last year, he gave up 21 home runs. That's not bad at all. Not bad at all. Not, not concerning the, uh, all that home run garbage that they were putting up. So, okay, in 2019, here's something too. Batted balls in place, it was a 303. And uh, that was the bad year, it was 19. It's on base percentage of 320 and a 435 slugging. Yeah. It's the highest OPS too, 755 OPS. Um, so and he's, he only he struck out 7.68 batters. So he's learned he's learned how to go to uh, and and get the strikeout. And he's done a great job of getting through walks too. Um, Like in 2021, his home runs per nine, he gave up 0.96 home runs. It's fabulous. 1.05 last year. But this uh, this year, he's at a 0.45 for those three starts. And he's uh, giving up uh, 3.6 hits per start. Or, I mean, it's 3.6 hits per nine innings. So this is what we've got going on with him. And plus differential for cage to walks is a 5.2 plus you know a cage to K to walk fantastic so Minnesota made a great trade there and we'll see how we'll just have to keep up on the uh, keep looking at that and I'm sure that he's very well taken in fantasy and he, if he isn't grab him alright Sonny Gray, 33 years old, number 54 in Jersey, number one in Mama's Heart. So this year he's off to a good start too. He's three games started, 17 innings, 19 strikeouts, and a 1.00 whip. And he started out in Oakland. And it was a, uh, yeah, he had three really good years in Oakland. Um, but for somewhere in 2016, things bottomed out on him a little bit when he was, uh, had a 5.69 ERA. And otherwise, in the three years that I meant three years there is the ERA. The best ERA was uh, 2.67. And he went on to the uh, to the Yankees that year. Struggled in 2018. And yeah, he went on to the Yankees and struggled and then he went to uh, Cincinnati and and he did a little better, but he did get cuffed around a little bit with, uh, I remember him 
struggling with a home run ball. And he gave up, uh, he gave up, not a lot, I should say, but no, he was all right. I shouldn't say that. Where his struggles were, they were in New York. And, you know, and, and Cincinnati's a home run ballpark. And reality is, there's a lot of home runs hitting that park. And in three years, he gave up, uh, he did real well in the three years that he was there. And he gave up, he got a, He started, he started quite a few games in Cincinnati and uh, best year is 2019, he gave up 17 home runs. But he pitched 175 and a third and he only gave up 122 walks. I know I'm kind of going all over the place, but just trying to say is that, you know, he seemed to be back on track when he was back there, when he went to Minnesota last year. 24 games, you know, 119 and two-thirds of 99 hits allowed. Um, but, yeah, he's he's doing really well. And uh, his strikeouts were down a little bit last year. He had 117 strikeouts, 119 and two-thirds. But this year, he's, he's walked seven. So he's walked seven in 17 innings. 19 strikeouts. He's got a 167 average against and a 1.00. I got a, got a .45 ground out to air off. And in his career, he's he's been about a 1.45. So that that's a, definitely a small sample size. And that should be, as he continues to pitch, he, that should improve. Unless the bottom drops out on him. And uh, I don't see that happening. So... Yeah, he's got a uh, 3.53 major league career ERA, and we'll go on to the next guy. So Minnesota's got a really nice, uh, nice pitching coming here for him. So the next guy is Joe Ryan, six feet two, one, six feet two, two oh five. He's another one of these guys that. Another guy that for them that was a big time, uh, has been a big time acquisition, a big time, uh, Tampa Bay selected him in the, uh, round seven. And I like him because it's always good to have that third option. I've never even heard of this college, but it's called, uh, it's, it's in California, Stanilis, California State University, Northridge is where he pitched before transferring to, to Stanilis, Stanislas, earned a silver medal with Team USA in the Tokyo Olympics, only one and all. Well, let's just put it this way. He seems he's a very athletic. He does a, uh,
Twins opening day roster in 2022. Spent nearly all season with Minnesota. Club's opening day started April 8th. Um, so yeah, he's he's been he doesn't shy away from the ball. That's for sure. And. Twenty six years old now. Last year, last year he had a uh, twenty seven games, twenty seven games started, one hundred forty seven innings, and one hundred fifty one strikeouts and a two eleven average against, and a one point one whip. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely is a uh, hell of a nice third starter, that's for sure. I mean, it's sort of got some pitching because here comes Tyler Mall right now. I always liked this guy for Cincinnati. I can't believe they dumped him. And, uh, what they did. He started two games. He started two games already. Eleven innings, thirteen strikeouts, and a one point three six WHIP. He's not off to. He's not off to too promising of a start, but I know that uh, he's been one of. The, he was one of the better res pitchers. He's got experience, that's for sure, because he's been he's been pitching in two thousand seventeen. He was it was his first year with Cincinnati, and he's been. Uh, He struggled a little bit. In his first three years, he was getting cuffed around pretty good. Uh, he started four games and was fine with a 2.7 ERA, but he's always he's always remained a... Uh, he's only pitched one game in relief in his uh, six years with the... Uh, Six years in the majors. And last year, he was a, uh, he did well. 120 and two-thirds, 104 hits allowed. His whip was a 1.22, 230 average. He's got a .59 ground out to air out last year. Um, so he'll be able to, uh, he's going to be, he's going to be, you know, with that point five nine, you're out to ground out just pure danger zone for uh, for pitching in Cincinnati, and that was the thing. That's one well, I he struggled last year too. And I look at it, you know, he had you know he pitched for Minnesota too. After I think he could get acquired during the trade deadline, but a four point four zero ERA with Minnesota in two thousand twenty two and. Uh, you know, he's he's always he's never shied away from the ball. It seems like he's always been in a pretty good physical condition for uh for pitching. Um so that's the thing that I see right now with him is that 
you know, 1.29 air out to ground house right now in 2000 and, uh, 2023. So I believe that he's going to be, he's going to benefit from being in Minnesota. Because Minnesota is a good park and it's not a hitter's haven. So, maybe a little bit more pitcher friendly than, uh, Cincinnati. All right, six foot three, two hundred ten pounds. Kienta Maeda. He's thirty five years old. So last year he was in 21 games started. I'm sorry. Last year he was out for the season, I do believe, with an arm injury. And uh, So that's that's what I see with the uh, with his his issues. My so there. This is the this is the type of guy that for me that I see is a he's a nice fourth or fifth starter, and. Keeps the ball on the ground, that's for sure. 21, 22 he missed, season campaign he missed, and, uh, but in 20, uh, 21 he, he pitched good. Pissed real good. He had five quality starts. It runs scored was uh and twenty one he gave up five point zero per nine, so that's not exactly a real uh that's not exactly real good. It's, I'm gonna focus on his twenty one because I, I I said he was good. I'm wrong totally. He bad bad balls in play that year was uh bad balls in play was Yeah, 318. I won the balls in play. And, uh, yeah, 755 LPS against. Oh, yeah, that's high. Uh, something was wrong there, that's for sure. So, anyways, yeah, he's back in Minnesota at 23, and he's been doing. He's been doing real. He's been doing pretty good. He's got uh, bad balls in play against his 300. So hopefully that'll come down. He's got some, uh, at least he's pitching. He's got 9.8 whip, 9.8 whips per nine. And he's giving up uh, 1.64. Hopefully that'll come down because that's, that's, that's real high. 
and uh, for him and so that's what's going to be going on that's what they need to get to to find out if he can uh, do what he's doing in LA land too because in 2016 he he did good work in LA and uh Hopefully he can get back to those stats he had in L.A. You know, he is starting and getting quality starts. His first year in L.A. had 32 quality starts and 175 innings and 150 hits. And he, uh, he did well. You know, he's a, he, you go on to the, to the next season and you see his his numbers start increasing, like his ERA. And this is why this is why Los Angeles decided to trade him, make the make the uh, not trade him, but they they let him go as a free agent, I do believe. Um, but yeah, he's he's got the he struggled in twenty one and then twenty three. Now he's. He's not doing. He's, he's not doing that that bad. He's he's got a two fifty hitting average against uh, one point zero zero whip, point five zero ground out to air out. And I remember him starting the opening day spot was in twenty twenty one, and you know, against the Brewers. And he, he's, that 21 was a struggle for him, though. So we'll see. Like I said, he's a, he's a good fifth starter. And they made a trade with Cincinnati last year, and they got Chris Paddock. I remember the day before the, uh, the day of, the first day of the season. And, um, He's on the 60 DIL. So they've got a couple other guys too that are on here. I think I, I remember Billy over. I saw him pitch in the spring a little bit. He's humongous. I didn't realize this. Six feet nine inches, two hundred sixty pounds, and the other guy's name is Louis Varlin. His brother pitches for the Brewers, and um, take a look at him quick. So he's going to be. Born in St. Paul, he went to uh, Concordia St. Paul College, and uh, like I said, Gus is his brother. Um, five games started last year, 26 innings, 26 hits. Yeah, 265 against a 1.23 whip. 
I guess he's down in the minors right now too, and uh, with Overs down there too. So if they need if they need somebody for uh, for strength, they're going to be able to get it for uh, to hold up the starting rotation. If somebody goes down, somebody gets hurt. All right, so Johan Duran, 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 like the old uh, rock group in the 80s. All right, well, let's take a good look. He's 25 years old, 6'5", 230. Regular season, he's got three saves and uh, 1.15 whip. 2023 regular season, he's got five saves, or he's got, let's take a look here quick, I'm sorry. He's got three saves already. See, this guy is the type of guy that Minnesota is placing more of a, placing him more in leverage roles because of last year when he had an excellent year. In 57 games, he had 18 holes, eight out of eight, and eight out of eight, and save opportunities. Well, you know what? Get out. You guys might want to be all over this guy for uh, fantasy, which I'm sure you already know that. And he's only, he only gave up six home runs, and he gave up six home runs in 67 and two thirds, so that's pretty solid. 16 walks, 89 strikeouts. Excellent. Last year, and a 207 average against, and a whip of uh, .98 against. The other thing too that he was really good at was getting the ground ball. He's 2.15 ground outs to air outs, and uh, this year he's had four. So, but it's a small sample size. But uh, last year is last year's exceptional. Um, he finished. Uh, you know, he he finished. He had 18 holes last year. Exceptional. All right, another former Brewer, OJ Lopez. We got him from Baltimore last year, and uh, Six games, one save, five and two thirds, six strikeouts for uh, 2023 regular season. He hasn't even he's not even given up a run yet. So got a point three whip, point three five whip. Yes, uh, yeah, he uh, he's. The thing about him, he's going to be a starter. He's going to start and relieve, and uh, 
once he went over to just being a constant guy for the bullpen, his career has, has blossomed. And, uh, you know, he's he has a defined role now. You know, because in the year previous, 2021, he was horrendous. He had 25 games started, 121 and two-thirds. He got knocked around for 142 hits. And he had a 293 against, 293 average against, batting average against, I should say. And he was a 1.63 whip. That, uh, so when they put him in relief, he was able to pitch 67, 67 games and uh, 23 out of 29 save opportunities. Seventy-two strikeouts, two hundred six average against last year in a one point one eight walk. That's what he look at. So that was the uh, so he he did a lot better last year with Minnesota in forty-four games. He had 19 out of 23 in saves. He's 48 and a third, 30 hits. And he had a 174 average against. So when he got to, but when he got over Minnesota, he struggled a little bit. You know, sometimes that plays, what plays a big part is one of these guys can know what their, what their, uh, job description is what you need them for and you know if you're going to be a, if he's going to be a starter or if he's going to be working out of the bullpen as a closer but if they have a role definition it seems like they can some of these guys can really uh pick up on it and they start sliding away too is uh start sliding away and then what they do is they just they concentrate more on their fastball their and their number two pitch. And you know what is like a curveball, I think he has was an exceptional curveball, is the uh is what he had been focusing on and throwing the most. But when you got up you know, when you when you throw in starting you're trying to go up off three or four different pitches, but if they're not doing any good, then you're just going to be uh, getting wrapped wrapped around quite a bit. All right. Griffin Jacks. I always love this name. He's 28 years old. Um, he's uh, seven games in relief already. Holy smokes, getting some work. Got 2.84 ERA. He's got four strikeouts and six and a third. 0.63 whip. He's got a uh, 1.19 whip for uh, career, for career whip. And I know he's been with him for a while now, and that's the, uh, he's been doing a really good job out of the bullpen, too. He was, he was a starter in 2021, and he got wrapped around pretty good. He got, gave up 82, 82 hits and 82 innings, which is pretty decent, but 
Uh, 65 strikeouts in 82 innings, 1.35 whip, 0.49 ground out to air out. Last year, he pitched in 65 games, zero starts, 18 holes. He's only one out of seven save opportunities. So they're better having him in middle part of the bullpen. But this way, some guys are. It takes them a while to get used to being in a starting, used to being in a high leverage situation. So it takes time, and uh, for some of these guys, and you have a 2.12 average against last year and a 1.05 whip. Um, but again, he's got a 1.08 ground out to air out. What I like seeing is his first year when he struggled was a 0.49 ground out to air out. Last year was a 1.08 ground out to air out. So that's a big difference. And, um, you know, it means he's, it can mean that he's keeping the ball too. He's keeping the ball low. And uh, sometimes when you have a tendency to overthrow, as in his early years, then the ball comes up and then he gets wrapped around with that .49 air out. You know, some of these ground outs, air outs usually don't, you know, they, they're only a guy, you can only use them as a guide because they don't tell everything at all. Of course, all this, all this stuff is that, that way, but it's, it's, it's fun to, uh, to prognosticate for this stuff because of the fantasy stuff in the fantasy leagues. And, um, it's funny to keep an eye on this guy because he might go somewhere too and be a, be a closer. You never know. So, all right. Caleb Thelbar. Left-hander. He's 36 years old. He's been around before, that's for sure. Went to school at South Dakota State. Took by the Brewers in the 09 draft. I'm sorry, it's Kilb Thielbar. And, uh... Four innings, seven strikeouts, and a .75 web so far. He's got a 3.04 whip, four, or 3.04 ERA, 257 games. That's, I didn't realize he was doing this well for his career. 246 innings pitch and 265 strikeouts. He got a 1.14 whip. That's, that's solid coming out of the pen. And yeah, he's been pitching for Minnesota since 13. Been with him for 10 years now. And he started. He hasn't started a game. And uh, for holes, he had 18 last year. He had 59 innings last year and uh, 226 against. 1.16 whip. And the thing too is that this guy, these guys are situational left-handers and that's what I always think of this guy would be. But 
he did well last year. You know, with that rule change, and they can only pitch, they had to pitch the three batters when they came in, and it was, you know, they had to finish out the inning for the, uh, for three batters at least, and, uh, or three batters pitched to at least. So anyways, what I'm trying to say is that with the, you would think that he might have rocked his boat a little bit, being the new rules and stuff like that, because that's what I've seen a lot of these situational left-handers were being used in relief last year. They had uh, stats that were not very, had, they didn't have the same type of stats they had as they were facing just left-handers. And So anyway, so going on to Jorge, Jorge Alcala, 27 years old, six foot three, 205 pound right-hander. And let's take a look here at the stats. So. Seems to me that well, he's a career regular season. He's been a three point one eight ERA in eighty three games. Um, Oprah one in saves, but uh, one point zero six WHIP. Exceptional. Minnesota's got a good bullpen this year, and what I, that's what I see. And I also see that you know he's going to get some. They're going to get some help with their uh, you know it's he's going to be pitching. He's been pitching more. Definitely, he's been pitching more eleven innings for Minnesota, and he's pitched pitched great in the spring. And um, you know, this guy's the type of guy that is going to be you want to keep an eye on because he's he's continues to improve, and he's earning more and more leverage spots. So if somebody gets hurt or gets traded or something. It's going to be a uh, it's going to be a good year for him. It's going to be, if it's a good year for him, he's going to be looking to get into more uh, high leverage situations. So, you know, he pitched in he pitched in ninety three games in his career. So, he's he's had a little bit more than a small sample size, and he's. So he's going to somebody else here, but yeah, he's he's coming around. He's a good pitcher. He gets more and more opportunities. So yeah, he's had a lot more opportunities. He's having a. 
I'm sorry. Try to get this computer to... That's what I see is that I see the Twins having a really good year this year because of their uh, because of their you know of their bullpen starting rotation um, is is much higher than their starting rotation is much more quality this year than it has been in the past. You know, and Mie Mieta, Mayata is one of the guys that they need to start pitching better. And uh, so we can start picking up more of the rotation. That's the thing that has been going on with him is that it's hard for, it's hard for these guys to depend on somebody that doesn't have the, uh, doesn't have the, doesn't have a game behind him. You know, it's it's one of these things too. It's like it's trying to depend on. Come on, trying to depend on these guys for pitching is pitching consistency is really difficult because of the of the uh, being hurt a lot, you know, arm problems. No matter what they do, they cannot get away from arm problems with these guys. And so it's so important to have other players that can pick, to, pick up the slack. Pick up the slack and be be what they needed them to be, so finally I got this thing working somewhat. All right, look at that, it all came back. All right, let's go on here. Sorry about that. What we got here is Giovanni Moran is going to be the next, uh, he's another left-hander. And 6 feet, 167, he's 25 years old. He pushed, pushed with the Twins for 31 games last year. And uh, he had two holes, one save, one save opportunity. Um, 18 walks, 54 strikeouts, and 40 innings, really good. 172 average against. Like I said, with the new rule changes in that this year, or I mean last year, he held up well, yeah, he dominated. And this year, not as not so good this year. He's in four games so far this year. He had a four and two thirds of five hits. He's allowed four runs and uh, you know a two sixty three average and a one point seven whip. So small sample size. So 
you know, he's hopefully he'll get back to being how he was last year for the Twins. And we'll go on to the next guy, Emilio Pagan. Yeah, I remember him with the Rays. So, oh, he came on that Chris Paddock trade, I think. What he did was, uh, when he was at the Rays, he was exceptional in 19, 2019. 66 games, 20 saves, 8 holds. He's 20 out of 29 save opportunities, which isn't very good, but he only didn't have to pitch 70 innings to give up 45 hits. And um, strike out 96 and walk 13. And a 179 average, 0.83 whip and a 0.65 ground out to air out. So, I'm not going to say, yeah, he struggled with San Diego. When he got over to San Diego in two years, I mean, 20 years, I don't even like looking at it. And, uh, but uh, he pitched 67 games in uh, 21. He gave up, he had 17 holes, but he was all out of five and five save opportunities. Gave up 16 home runs that year. And uh, that's not good for a late pitcher. And uh, the year before, or last year, and he's in 2022, and he got over to Minnesota, 59 games. And he had a seven holes, nine save nine saves, sixteen save opportunities, and a sixty-three, three innings and sixty hits. Uh, and his did eighty-four strikeouts and a one point three seven whip, a two forty-five average against. You know, and that's that's where his uh, his downfall has been. His that career, his average against has been going up. Like it was 231 and 21, and last year it was uh, 245. It might, it might seem to be a, a small example, but I view it as being a uh, potential. Uh, his his stats have been increasing. You know he's. They're not going to be able to go to him as much as they would like in a bullpen. So, unfortunately, they have the type of pitcher he might have had his best years in back of him instead of in front of him. But, you know, some of these guys just find it after. Some of these guys come back and can have really good years, too. So, you never know. Cole Sands. This guy's a right-hander, um, six foot three, two fifteen, twenty-five years old. And Minnesota's got some good arms in that bullpen, and you know a guy like Pagan might be feeling pretty threatened right now because. You know, they got this guy, Cole Sands. They got 
McGill, but he's injured. And he's pitched. Cole Sands has been only pitched in one game. Two innings, one strikeout. Uh, last year, he was he started three games for him. 30 and two-thirds, 35 hits, four home runs, 13 walks, 28 strikeouts, and a uh, 276 against, but he had a 1.57 whip. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, I'm surprised he's still with him, to be honest with you. So, you know, the, I'm surprised he's in the majors, to be honest with you, too, because... So that's that's the thing that I see with this guy is that he's a uh, he's a right-hander. He's got a uh, looks like he's got himself a nice splitter. Um, it's good to take a look at these guys too, and maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll be able to fill in. Maybe he'll find it again and fill in nicely with the with the Twins, but. If he doesn't, they always have McGill in the bullpen, right-hander, 6 feet 8, 250. His brother pitches for the Mets, and um, he's been solid. His brother has been real solid pitching for the Mets. And when I look at the uh, when I look at the catching spots too, actually I'm gonna stop right there and then I'll go into it. What I see, what I see is a lot is the pitching is going to be a, uh, the pitching is going to be solid for Minnesota. So, well, I'm going to stop right there, and then I'm going to come back with the prospects. It's Todd coming to you from the Sports Review Library and Spirituality Library also, home in uh, Verona, Wisconsin, in my apartment, and I'm going to I already did the uh, the pitching for the Twins. We're going to go on to the prospects now, and uh, I'm going to review five pro uh, the five of their top prospects right here. And the uh, coming off of the uh, pipeline, so we got what we got here is we got Brooks Lee, shortstop, who is catapulted to the number one prospect, and. 22 years old, first round pick in 2022, eighth player picked overall, 5'11", 205 pounds, he's uh, 65 hit, 55 power, 50 run, 55 arm, feelings of 50, overall 55, lots of room for development. And estimated time of arrival would be in 24. Could have been an early round pick out of high school in 19, but teams knew he was intent on heading to Cal Post. You could play for his dad. His dad, Larry. He had a severe injury and ham he had a severe knee and hamstring injury. Forced Lee to miss almost all the shortened 2020 season. Returned in 2021 to post an OPS over a thousand this year. Big Ten, I'm sorry, Big West Player of the Year honors. 
after hitting a combined 375 between Team USA and Cape Cod League that summer. See, he's got a lot of the talent, that's for sure. He's the number eight pick overall. Um, like I said, he's already gone to the number one prospect. Jumped over uh, Royce Lewis. Who's in the majors, as would uh, Eduard Julian. So what we got here is we've got the ability to be a He's playing for the Wichita Wind Surge in double A. And he's going to be the type of player that he's going to have be known for more for his bat than anything because his, his feeling's decent. Uh, he's got a 55 for an arm. He's a 50 for a field, which is decent. But he's... He's gonna to start to grow into his he's gonna to start to grow into his skills a lot more. He's gonna become a lot better offensive player. I know he's always gonna have probably some decent he's always pretty gonna be decent in the field, but not nothing to go no gold gloves or nothing like that. I don't foresee him as. And uh I would imagine he'll be playing shortstop or second base for the rest of his career. Uh Twins think he has a chance to stick at shortstop because of plus instincts. Excellent hands and an arm that approaches plus. If he does move to third, he could be a gold glove. Gold glover there. And has advanced bat could get to Minnesota in a hurry. Well, we'll see. Time will tell, right? And the next, I'm going to go on to Royce Lewis now. But yeah, I've Can't beat you can't beat Brooks Lee he's a switch hitter. I mean he's got the uh he's got baseball in his blood, no doubt about with his dad, that's for sure. And the next guy is Royce Royce Lewis and he's uh seventeen he was a bit of a surprise number one overall pick. Well, the Twins covered it on him. He made a very strong impression playing across two levels of A-ball in his first full season after a rougher 2019 campaign. And he's he seems to be doing pretty well, and then all of a sudden he's ahead of Proker, like they say, off to a real good start. And then he just kind of fell out of orbit. Um, one thing I like about this guy is the fact he can, he hits that at a 50, powers a 55, but his running ability is a 70. He's got good, uh, he's got good skills. And he's got a 55 for an arm and 55 for fielding. He's a 55 overall. 55 overall means that he's got some improving to do, but he's got some, uh, He's got some stuff, substance there to, uh, he can do some good things for them. And, uh, 
2019 campaign after the 2019 campaign, which is rough. Lewis won the MVP honors in the Arizona Fall League, but then didn't play a game for two years because of 2020 shutdown and a torn ACL in 2021. But last year he came back in AAA and uh, during his first call up to the big leagues, comeback story was short-lived as he tore the same ACL after crashing into center field wall during his second time up with Minnesota, knocking him out for another year. So, I think he's got a little bit of a uh, knee problem. So, he's going to have to, uh, well, hopefully, he's, only, he's 23. And coming off of last year, he had three, three, he was in 300 for the Twins before his injury in a, 867 OPS in uh, 12 games, but I don't know where this where this uh, injury for 2023 is going to lead him to. Hopefully, he can uh, he might miss the whole year, and hopefully, he'll be able to come back and be able to put, put up some good numbers. That's probably why Brooks Lee jumped him. I didn't realize that, and to go up to number one. Um. So we have Emmanuel Rodriguez is the number three overall outfielder. And he's uh, ETA is 2025. He's going to be a... Uh, Let's take a look here quick. A second. All right. He's 20 years old. Left-handed batter, left-handed thrower. 5'10", 210 pounds. Outfielder. He's in Cedar, Ra- He's in Cedar Rapids right now with the Colonels. He's one of the top international prospects from the 2019-20 signing period began. Rodriguez topped the Twins with Tall with that bonus of $2.5 million. He wasn't able to make his official pro debut until 2021 and quickly announced that his power might play by, might play by homering 10 times in 37 four complex league games. Made the jump to full season ball at age 19 looked e- and looked easy in 2022, boasting a 1,044 OPS over 47 games in the Forest State League before a torn meniscus ended his season in June. A lot of torn knees up for these prospects. So hopefully they'll be able to, uh, he's 20 years old and usually MCL is, is not... It's not as bad as an ACL, so hopefully he'll be able to uh, rebound from it. And he is a, uh, he's going to be interesting. They're going to have to get him uh, going in the right direction. No thought about that one.
So we'll see what he's off to. We'll just start for right now. And Cedar Rapids, he's played on, he's played five games. So it's kind of really small sample size to say that he's hitting. You know, he's hitting 167 while he's only played in five games. So I don't think that'll be too much of a problem for him to, to raise that up. And uh, like I say, he's another one of these. He's another one of these guys from Minnesota that they have uh, their scouts go after and have, you know, and keep in mind that how important those uh, those guys from the international, you know, league are for coming over here, you know, from the Dominican and stuff like that. Those roster, you know, those uh, international league signings, you know, this. International draft pool, or whatever they call it, but uh, he's got the he's got the type of person, he's the type of guy that's going to be interesting to uh, to watch this year because he's coming off that injury, and hopefully he'll be able to uh, rebound from it. He looks like he's going to be a uh, he looks like he's going to have a good bet. Last year, you know, he last year he had a solid year, you know. He's, 1,043 OPS last year at Fort Myers, A-ball, 47 games. And uh, he's, he can run, too. He's, he can run, and uh, that's the interesting part going to be is, you know, is he going to be able to pull, regain full speed coming off that knee? And he should. I mean, it's, they got some great, you know, it's a lot different now than even then, ten years ago, rehabbing a knee. There's so much more uh, technology, and there's so much more that the uh, the ball clubs are putting into it. Just keep an eye, because they pay should be. They're paying that much more money. Listen to these international league signing guys. These, you know, they give out a lot of money. It's not like they're giving out millions. All right, there's another guy here that's already made his uh, appearance in the majors this year. And bats left, throws right. He was the uh, 18th round pick in 2019. He's up there already. He's... A slightly unusual path for Julian, one-time standout on Canada's junior national team, who went from Quebec to play college ball at Auburn. He had 27 home runs over two seasons, was deemed eligible for the draft after Major League Baseball ruled out that his secondary school year in Canada counted as a year of college. The power potential was enough for the Twins to go well over slot round 18, to sign Julian for 493000 Led the minors in walks in 2021, showing off some pop in A-ball, then took step forward in double-A batting, 300 with 17 home runs and 19 steals, before capping things off where he hit 400 in the Arizona Fall League. Julian is proving to be more complete hitter than he was at Auburn. Power is still 
is still very much there with bat speed and strength, helping him drive the ball to all fields and nearly as many homers hit out to left field as to his pull side. No one in the majors has walked more than he has over the previous two seasons, and the minors has walked more the previous two seasons combined, and he walked more than he struck out in the NFL, which is unheard of. His plate discipline is a plus. He can get too passive at times. So, he's 6 feet, 195 pounds. But yeah, he has a, uh, Minnesota's got him up there already, and he's, will be interesting to keep an eye on. He's second base. So they're going to be looking for, uh, they're going to be looking for big things from him, and, um, 18th round pick, that's pretty solid. Here's a 60 Connor Prelip is a uh, left-hander. He's with Cedar Rapids right now. Um, 22 years old, six feet two, 210 pounds. Throws left. He's a left-hander. Oh, he's got nasty stuff. Uh, fastball is a 60. Slider is a 70. Change up to 50. Controls a 55. Overall a 50. He looked absolutely dominant in his pandemic-shortened freshman year at Alabama in 2020. It looks like Prelip had Lane to be a top potential top of the draft um, pick in 2022. So he was at Alabama. He had a good freshman year on Alabama. Looks like Prelip had uh, Lane to be to being a potential top of the draft pick in 2022. Tommy John surgery in May of his sophomore year changed that. The right-hander didn't throw a competitive pitch in 2022. He's left-handed. I'm guessing he's left-handed. I think that's just an error. Prelip has the Twins excited about what he can do as a continues to put his elbow injury, elbow surgery behind him. He threw during instructs last fall, strictly or slowly building up his two-inning stints, and was electric in those outings. Fastball was up over 95. He's working to add more consistent movement and carry to his pitch. A double-plus slider was perhaps the best single pitch in the college class, a real weapon that can touch 90 and features two-plane break. He didn't throw his changeup much at Alabama, but the Twins were pleased with how how solid it looked in the low 80s 
sinking off-speed pitch could be at least average. The right-hander doesn't have a long track record because of the pandemic. All right, well, anyways, I think he's a right-hander. <laughs> well, it sounds like to me he's right-handed, not left-handed. But, uh... So, yeah, they're saying his slider's a 70 and change-up's a 50, so... His slider's uh, nasty, and he's, he's like he's saying, he's... 55 control can be improved, that's for sure. But it's just going to take him time to uh, to throw and to work his way through the through the system and through the uh, developing his techniques. The Twins took him in the second round, signed him for 1.83 million. Twenty twenty two second round pick in the forty eighth overall. Okay. So how's he uh, doing his first? Well, when you started one game, four innings, five hits, small sample size, he had a little bit of a, uh, he didn't do so well. So, six he didn't do real well. He had three strikeouts and two walks. Anyways, he's only had one start in the minors in low A ball, so he's not even really. Wait a second. Okay, he is a left-hander because he is. <laughs> He's a left-hander because there's, in his picture, he's left-handed. He's not a right-hander. He's left-handed. That's all. I got proof in here. I got proof is in the photo. So, yeah, it's really messing me up. But anyways, usually, too, it's like when I, when I see that there's a guy's got a nasty slider, it's usually coming from a left-hander. Nasty curveballs from a right-hander, nasty sliders from a left-hander. So... Anyways, but yeah, Prelip is a, definitely is a guy that it could, he's going he's gonna to either show a lot this year hopefully in the minors because you know, he's had injury problems before, so we'll see. All right, so that's what we got for the Twins, and uh, I'm going to go on to the... Uh, you go on to the to the hitters, to the uh, position players, and we always need to remember too. Is you know, but I always say, if nobody else has told you they love you today, I do. And I say that with the power of love. So thanks. It's Todd coming to you from the Verona Sports and Spiritual Library here in Verona in my apartment. And coming back at you with the with the regular with the regular offensive players with the Twins and on the roster, and these are the position players that I'm trying to say. Um, catchers, let's go with Christian Vasquez, outstanding pickup. He's uh, 5'9", 205 pounds. He's a vet. And uh, veteran, veteran of many MLB wars. He's 32 years old.
And he's out of Puerto Rico. Baseball Academy. His debut was uh, July 9th of 2014. He's got, uh, he has 793 OPS so far. And uh, 25 at bats. And he's a guy that at Boston relied on very much so with the uh, to help with the pitchers and the young pitchers, help develop them. But there's only one problem. He's gone now. And I think they're going to miss him greatly. And, uh, you know, he's had a, he's had a share of, uh, of seasons where he inconsistent with a bat. You know, I'm looking at his OPS one year, it's 585, 734. You know, and these are consecutive beers. 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, it was 547, 97. Then he comes back with an 801 OPS in 2020, which is a strike, so I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> You guys can hear what I what I think about the COVID era. Twenty twenty one for the uh Red Sox he his average was six sixty, but he came back twenty two with a with a seven fourteen. So his more of his basic being able to help of his is it not with his bat, it's with his glove. And with his being able to uh, able to help lead a pitching staff, and you know he's he had some good years as it shows in here. Um, his OPS for his career is six ninety six, but the reality is is that I think he is playing through some injuries too, and. That's that are those are his strengths right there. It's his it's his uh, leading the pitching staff. It's his ability to uh, to throw out runners and to threaten their uh, their leads. So. I enjoy this. I enjoy. I enjoy watching him play, and I really respect him because, you know, there's there's not. It's hard to. Uh, it's hard not to respect the guy. He's been. He's been on some very. He's been on some great teams in Boston. I'm looking at his defense right now. And he's cut down a share of base runners, that's for sure. You know, it's cut down twenty one base runners, they stole twenty nine bases off him in uh two thousand seventeen. Stole twenty two bases off him in two thousand eighteen, but he threw out thirteen. Um 36 stolen bases last year that he cut down 22. 
his fielding percentage has always been very high. It's been in the, uh, except for except for one year, he was at nine eighty two in two thousand nineteen. Otherwise, he's been uh, he's been plus his rookie. I'm sorry, but his rookie year is nine eight seven. But otherwise, he's been plus uh, nine nines. He's been in the nine nine six area area and. Uh, it tells me the guy's pretty fluid behind the plate. You know, he's had he had three errors in 2018, and uh, boy, you know he he's got he's the 987 fielding percentage when he's a rookie. Otherwise, it's just been right around a. Around a thousand. I'm sorry, but he was a uh, 2019. He was obviously he was playing first base in 2019. All right, and uh, no wonder he was 982. <laughs> but he's he's the type of uh, he's the type of guy that's going to be a good veteran leader for him too, and it's hard to overlook those guys. Like I said, he's been in postseason action before. He's been the uh, been the leader for the Red Sox for many for years there. It's one of the better better catches that the Twins have had in a while. That's for sure. Besides Joe, Joe going up to Joe Mauer. and let's see here what we got going here with Ryan Michael Jeffers. Gonna hot bat so far. He's got a 1271 OPS and he's got 15 at best. He's got six hits, one home run, and in, in the uh, so far in the 2023 season. So like, I'm gonna take a look at last year with him when he was 2022. He had 212 at bats. He had seven home runs, 648 OPS, 671 OPS in 2021, 267 at-bats. He, uh, he had 21 home runs in 21 and 22 combined. Oh, my Lord. 267 at-bats in uh, 2021 of the Twins, and he struck out 108 times. And 212 at bats. At least he had it down to 62, but he's a, he seems to be a all or nothing hitter. Um, he made 20 doubles last year, which is, I mean, he had, he had 20 doubles, to, 21 and 22 together. And, uh, He's got a, like I said, his, his OPS is nothing to get too enthused about. But we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen coming up here. You know, he's a backup catcher with power. And that's what usually, that's what usually is asked of a lot of, uh, a lot of catchers besides the uh, 
backup catchers provide power. So you got some guy coming off the bench for him too. All right, so Alex Curryoff is on the uh, injured list. Says is Joy Gallo. Um, Curryoff is another gun of these guys that fell a little short again last year with uh, 693 OPS. He's out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He's out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He is a uh, He's had some good years. This 2021 season was his rookie year, and he has 722 OPS. And uh, he hits a lot of ground balls, so he doesn't have many. He doesn't hit many balls in the air. He's at a 1.56 ground out to air out, and a 1.55 ground out to air out last year. So unfortunately. Hopefully he can start to uh, start to improve. He's got um, when he had, was able to get the ball in play last year. He had a uh, 308 average, but otherwise he was he, yeah, he struggled last year. And uh, you know, looking at his stats right now, and I'm not seeing much. I'm not. He's gonna have to. Uh, for him to be such a high, for him to be such a high draft choice, he's gonna have to start putting up more numbers, and hopefully he'll be able to do that. And it's the same way with uh, same thing that I see out of uh, Joey Gill. You know, he's he's a guy of hit or miss. You know, literally, and. Uh, it's either going to strike out or he's going to hit a home run for you. The thing is about Gallo, he's a great defender. And, you know, he's he's been more known for his bat over the years than his glove, which says a lot because, but tells me too is that, you know, he's, people love the fact he hits the long ball. And he does real well in fantasy because of that. And he, he's able to he walks, gets a lot of walks. Like in uh, 21, he had 111 walks. 126 games last year, he had 100 and uh, hit 56 strikeouts. I'm sorry, 56 walks and 163 strikeouts is what I'm trying to say. Last year, he's. He hit. He was brutal last year with a uh, 637 OPS. He's a lot better. He's a lot better hitter than that. And you know he. What happened last year too is when you get a 160 average, batting average. That's not. That's not surprising for him. 
Because he's going to be, you're going to want to look at his OPS more than that. Like the year before, it was an 809 OPS. In 2020, he was a 679 OPS. But he's 987 OPS in uh, 2019 with a batting average of 253. So, you know, we can see what the batting averages mean to him, which they don't mean much at all. And he's more known to getting on base with the walks, too. And, you know, he seems to be that he's, uh, he's like I said, you know, and he's, I look at walks as being a base hit because I believe that, you know, you can get a, you can get a base hit on the first pitch. And really, it doesn't do much to a pitcher. You know, if he gives up a base hit off the first pitch, no big deal because that's only one pitch. But if you can get, Based on balls, you know, that's at least four pitches. You know, if you can average, if you can get four or five, four or five pitches for an at-bat, that tears into the, two, they say they, uh, earn, it turns into the pitching pitches that that guy's able to throw. Um, so, yeah, here's what I'm looking at right now. And I think this is a key stat. And in 2023, in 2023, he's almost at a four for for a pitch at bat. But otherwise, you know, and that's only a very low number of uh, low sample size. Otherwise, he's been over four in all of his bats. He was. Uh, I'm sorry, he's all been in every year pitch for pitch appearance and uh, pitch for plate appearance, I mean, I'm sorry. But when I look at it, it's like he's at a, he's usually right around 4.2, 4.3 pitches for plate appearance. That's outstanding. You know, and that, uh, that when you're getting a base hit, that's only one, uh, one, you know, he's, he's working these guys good. He's working these guys over well, but he's also going to be getting, he's getting good pitches to hit. He's going, you know, that's, that's why he has such a high OPS instead of, uh, you know, and I, I like OPS, that's for sure. It makes a lot more sense to me than, um, batting average or, uh, you know, because especially with a guy like this, this guy's OPS is is a the uh, is a critical statistic to me. And also, I love the fact he's a great he's one of the best left fielders in the game, if not the best left fielder in the game. But for some reason, Texas had him playing first base when he first came up too, and. Um, 2012, he was the uh, 39th overall pick. He's out of Bishop, Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. Boy, they've had a lot of good football players, basketball players come out of there, especially, especially baseball players. It's almost like a prep school for sports. <laughs> but anyway, all right. I was two words we go to Donovan Solano. 
she's been, he's bounced around, oh my lord, 35 years old already. So he's 11 for 33 so far, 753 OPS. Um, he's done a great job being a backup utility infielder too. And uh, he's a 702 OPS for career, which is it's all right for a for a backup, but see what he does this year with getting into more games. Um, interesting stat for him too, though, is the fact that he always a lot of times he has a higher on base percentage and slugging. This doesn't surprise me because he's not known for a long ball hitter, but he's also not known for, uh, he's also not going to have too many extra base hits for you either. And, um, a singles hitter, you know, singles hitter, utility infielder, nothing to get too excited about. You won't see you won't see him be traded for like seven guys at once, and you know we'll see him move around a lot. That's for sure because he's been with he's been with Miami for four years, with the Yankees for one, off to San Francisco for three, on to Cincinnati for one, and then over to Minnesota. So he's he has a rental history. That's for sure, and. uh I say he can play the infield anywhere, you know, second base, third base. I don't know what kind of shortstop he is, but uh, but he's always going to be the type of guy that he's always going to be the type of guy that can be used anywhere, and, and that's one. That's the thing I see with him, anyways. All right, had a little technical difficulties, so I'm coming back. After uh, Donovan Solano and going to Kyle Farmer, and I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but he got—I think he got hit right in the face today, and uh, he's going to be out for a while. I think he's got a. I think he might have a broken cheekbone or something like that. But yeah, he got hit pretty hard right in the face. And it's hard telling what he's going to be doing. How long he's going to be out for, they probably won't know either until a couple days from now because of the swelling to go down. Jose Miranda. I'm just going to skip over Kyle Farmer because he's just in question totally. Good player, though. Jose Miranda, age 24, and, uh, you know, 191 average and 269 OPS. No, I'm sorry. <sighs> Come on. You got 269 OBP and a 460 OPS so far in the 2023 regular season. Um, and that's what I see with him is the fact that he's a uh, he's good. He's been a good filling guy, and 
And gotcha. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we help? You want you help me out here, okay? That cat up here is going to help me with the uh, with the situation of the technical difficulties, and she's just a wonderful assistant. There's no problem. She stands in the way of everything. All right. So <laughs> that's it. You just got tossed from the game. There you go. Yep, she's a hell of a cat, but sometimes you just got to put her in the back, put her back in the locker room. All right. Career stats for uh, Miranda. For last year, his first year in the majors, he had 444 at-bats, 119 hits, 25 doubles. He had 15 home runs. He did a good job. And, uh... A 751 OPS. So, <laughs> all right. So, anyways, that uh, yeah, he started at third. He's starting at third base, and everybody has. Uh, He's starting at third base, and I would expect him to be, he's going to be a pretty good solid third base for the Twins for, for a few years to come because of his, uh, his hitting. He's going to get better with time, with hitting too, and you know, he, one thing I see with him is that I think he likes to go after balls out of the strike zone, which is typical for a for a young for a young kid. And um, yeah, three hundred seventy balls he swung out. He swung at pitches that were low and away. Uh, from him off the plate. Not exactly Ted Williams style, but he'll improve. He seems to be that type of player. And you know he's he likes to uh he likes to get to the fastball right down the middle too. Ninety five point six he's gonna go after it. Which you would rather have him doing that than trying to hit it both sliders and everything away. And a lot of those a lot of the uh the pitches that are going away from a right-handed batter are little sliders. And breaking pitches are change-ups, too. So that's what I see with this guy. I think he's... I think the Twins got themselves a, a good young player in Miranda. And, uh, like I said, it's too bad with, uh... Too bad with Kyle Farmer and see if they got anything else more here. Six foot two, two oh five, thirty-two years old. Former Dodger catcher, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, he got struck in the face by a fastball today. And um so keep an eye on him. I, I believe that they say he's he's lucky.
being struck in the face is not a fun thing, and we'll see what happens with him. You know, it's it's not only the injuries, just the uh, the mental uh, the mental mind games that it plays with you. So it can get they can get turned bad in a heartbeat, especially with with hitters because they start getting uh, they get start getting a fright. But hopefully he'll be all right. It helps he's got a lot of protection, that's for sure. And uh, Jorge Polanco is another one on the injured list, 10 days. And he had a really good year last year. And um, just say, uh, he, Twins got a lot of injuries, but they, they seem to be able to show their depth and she able to work their way around it. You know, he was, last year he had a... Uh, Seven fifty one OPS. The year before was eight two six, eight twenty six OPS. So he's been in the uh, he's been playing regularly since uh, two thousand sixteen with the Twins. Um, I believe that. So I believe that with him, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a t- type of season for him if he can get back and be doing better. Otherwise, they're going to have to go to a guy by the name of Nick Gordon too, as Tom Gordon's kid. And And Nick Gordon, number one. He's a left-handed hitter. He's 27 years old, six feet, 160. I'd uh, be D. Gordon's uh, brother too. And he's pretty much the same type of player D. Gordon was: speed, speed, and more speed. But yeah, 22 last year he had a. Uh, 743 OPS. Yeah, he had nine home runs last year. Forty-one extra base hits. Forty four hundred and forty-three appearances, plate appearances. And he can run. He can really run. So He can play the he can play the outfield too I think and he's a left-handed he's a left-handed hitter so it's normal position on second base all right another guy we're gonna be moving on to is Willie Castro 25 years old six foot one. Two hundred and five, two hundred and five pounds, switch hitter. Played at Detroit for four years, 
and he was the uh, He's been a flop, to be honest with you. He had a 931 OPS in uh, 2020 with a strike year, but otherwise he's been 651. Here's a 670 OPS otherwise, and home runs he's hit has been... He had eight home runs last year in uh, 2022 with Detroit, but... Like I say, you know, it's 284 OBP on base percentage was 284, 273, 284, 244. Well, the year he was, he did well was in, uh, for OBP was 2020, the strike year when he was a 931 OPS hitter, which, you know, to me, I don't know, I don't know what that means, you know, besides the fact that he's, I don't know if, I don't know what what was up with that, but he he had a good year that year, so maybe he can rebound and have a good year this year. But yeah, obviously with Detroit, he did not do much with Detroit. That's for sure. He didn't develop. He not develop with Detroit. That's for sure. So you know, the next guy too is in the infield will be Edward. Julian, I already went through him for the, uh, he's in the prospects part of that, left-handed batter. And, uh, shows a lot of power. Jose Miranda's third base, uh, shortstop would be, Jose Miranda's a third, Kyle Farmer's backup. Solano's the backup third baseman, as is, they say Nick Gordon, so... Comes down to his host, Carlos Carrera. Correa, I should say, Correa. And he was in a, uh, it was a crazy stuff that was going on in his free agency. Signed with the Giants and he got his contract, I believe, was, was next. Was nullified. And so he ends up back with the Twins, which... I'm sure the twins like that. Hey, he's, he's not he's struggling a little bit. He's in four nine two OPS, but we all know what he's gonna do. We all know what he's, he's gonna be. He's a hell of a player. So, I like, uh, I've always liked him, and I've always liked his uh, moxie and toughness. And I believe that the Twins are going to have the same type of... uh, Results from him as they had last year. Because last year he did have 522 at bats, 152 hits. 
He had 22 home runs. 356 OP, OBP. I'm sorry, 366 OBP. And a uh, 467, 833 OPS. He hit, he hit more balls in the air last year, too, than... Uh, than he has done over his career. And uh, that tells me he's looking, he's starting to drive the ball more and he's looking to get some more home runs. Because he had 22 home runs last year. 833 OPS. Sixty-one walks. 121 strikeouts last year. So if Polanco gets back too, is they'll have they'll have somebody per second base or third base. So Jose Miranda's at third base might be a real might be a question mark, but we'll see. They got D, they got DH to fill too, so we'll see. Pretty pretty fun to watch. Just I love this Twins team. Got so much talent. And they seem to be able to make some really good trades. Like that trade with uh trade with Miami for uh Lopez. Alright. On to the outfield, left field. Trevor Larnock. Or not is a right hand. I'm sorry. Yeah, bats left-handed, throws right. Six four, two hundred twenty-three pounds. Seven eighty OPS so far. He's off to a good start. And in two thousand and twenty-three, hundred sixty at bats last year and. Five home runs, he has 712 OPS, which is average. This year he's up to 780, so it might be because he was going for them. Trying to hit the long ball last year, so in 21 he had a uh, OPS of 672. And it's not exactly rocking the world. But in his ground out to air off thing too, as I'm looking at, I'm looking at he had 1.27 and 21, 22. His his numbers get better, you know. It's 1.13 and 22, and 1.27 down to 1.13, you know. And I believe he's going to keep that's going to continue to uh, as he continues to learn how to hit. He's going to continue to hit more balls in the air and get more. And get more loft and more line drives from him instead of these ground balls. So, all right, so we got through those guys, those guys. We're going to Michael Taylor here. He's been 
43 at bats. He's hitting 599 OBP. Yeah, he... He's been around since 2014, and he was with Washington up until the COVID year. In 21, he went to Kansas City, and 22, he was with Kansas City. And he, strike out, he strikes out so many times. You know, he's... He's living on he's living on borrowed time. Let's put it that way because he has an OPS of in the six hundreds for his whole career, twenty fourteen through twenty twenty three. So it's not very good with a bat. And um, I don't see him. Uh, you know, the problem with this guy too is that he does not get a uh, he gets a little. He getting, you know, he's only getting like three and a half to uh, three and a half to four pitches per plate appearance. So he's really not helping his team that much because of his, uh, he doesn't have hardly any power at all. Yeah, he doesn't have for much power. The only, his number, his high number for, for power would be 2017 when he had 19 home runs in uh, in 399 at bats. So it's another one of these guys that is trying to live off his glove, but he just he's got a lot of holes in his swing, and unfortunately, Washington had to put up with that stuff. But he did a win away World Series in Washington, so. Which he's got that underneath his belt. See what he does with these guys with uh, Minnesota. And another guy named is uh, Gilberto Celestino. Gilberto Celestino. There we go. And get my. Uh, I gotta get my tongue in rotor position there, I guess. Um, 370 at bats. At 82 hits. 292 OBP and a 592 OPS. So he's gonna have to, uh, he's gonna have some work to do. To stay in the majors, you know, and he had a 465 OPS in 21, and 22 he had a 615. Um, high, extremely high number of ground balls. Uh, 1.89 ground balls last year to Eros. Ground balls Eros at a 1.89. And not good. So. Doesn't look like he's got a whole heck of a lot of power. 
He had 311 at bats last year, and he had uh, two home runs, 77 strikeouts. Yeah, that's. I don't think they're missing anything with him being on the IL, I can tell you that much. Right field. Max Kepler's on the IL, too. Holy smokes. We've got. We've got more guys on the I.L. than they got playing for them right now. So. But he has had 16 of bats so far, so hopefully he can, uh, he's from Germany. And in 2019, he had 36 home runs, 855 OPS. Otherwise, he's been uh, struggling. You know, like. So, and. I'm going to go ground out the air also. This shows uh, some stuff to me, too. It's usually between. It's usually the number of ground out the air outs has been, uh, has been below one. Except for in 22, and he was 1.03. And he had nine home runs and uh, 388 at-bats. But otherwise, he's been 0 0.74, 0 0.67, point. You know, these are these are from 2021, 2020, and uh, 2019. He had a uh, 0.72, and he had the big year, of 36 home runs. And otherwise, he was uh, he's been below he's been below one except for his rookie year. He is 1.18 run out to arrows and but his OPS has been 733 737 727 that year that he had the big home run year he had 855 OPS in uh, 2019 um, but yeah they, they could get some good things out of him this year and uh, just needs to get healthy And I like watching this guy play because he's got a lot of ability. I think he's one of the better power hitters on their roster. So it was just about him getting back in the lineup, getting his getting his groove going. Getting his uh swing back in order.
So yeah, there's a lot of injuries in the outfield for these guys. They've got one, two, three, four guys injured in the outfield. But hopefully they'll all be back pretty soon. But the problem is, is that they've been trying to use Byron Buxton as a DH to take because he has a tendency to get he, he's yeah he gets hurt because. I love watching him play because the man goes all out. He's got such incredible athletic skills. I mean, he's, a, uh, he's the best outfielder in the game by far that I've seen. When you got him and Gal in the outfield, that would be, that'll work real well. And uh, that's part of the reason I think they're going to use him at DH more too, though, because they got Gallo out there. And uh, you know that that's the good thing is the uh, they can use his production more. You know, he's, he's, he gets hurt. It's just like he's always getting hurt, and uh, so they're going to try. They're going to have him try to have more. Uh, Get more contributions from him in the in the outfield this year, and then in the outfield as designated hitter. And he's twenty nine years old. Um, he's got two home runs already. He's got a uh, eight forty five OPS. And they're not even going to have him steal bases. It looks like. Because the steals are so uh, easy for you to get banged up in. And uh, 2015 is his rookie year. And he's been, you know, 827, 844 OPS, 1005 OPS, 21, 832 OPS, 845 OPS. And the games have been, his top year was 2017 with 140, otherwise he has not been over 100 games played. Unfortunately, you know, and that's, he can't, you know, he can't stay on the field. He's hurt all the time. So this might be a good strategy for them to be uh, playing him a designated hitter for right now. And, you know, his uh, his high his high water mark for at bats be twenty seventeen with four hundred and sixty two at bats. He had a seven twenty seven OPS that year. But, you know, it's just like, he just doesn't have the, uh, he's not just not able to stay healthy. And he's by far, by far one of the best players in the game when he's healthy. So, I will see him. I'm sure we'll see him, uh, see how things go for him. And, uh, you know, when you got Correa, you got Polanco, you've got the pitching they've got, and you've got, you know, the bullpen they have. This team, this Minnesota team is going to definitely, it's going to be in the top of the Central. And they're going to be fighting it out with the Guardians for uh, for first place. 
and we'll see. And uh, like I say, you know, and the Twins got a nice system too, where they could pull off a couple of deals. And uh, you know, the prospects have been not overwhelmingly great or nothing like that, but they've got some prospects to trade with too. You know, and and it's going to take time for the prospects to develop over time, but. You know, it seems like they've got the they've got the ability to make a trade here or there if they need something. So hopefully Buxton can stay healthy and I think that might be very crucial to their season too. So you know, they get in the playoffs, you wanna have Byron Buxton on the roster. You don't want to be without Byron Buxton. So, anyways. Alright, so that's if anybody else if nobody else has told you they love you today, I do. I say that with the power of love.